Hello, Dazzle. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me today. I'm glad that you're here. Today, I'm reviewing the game Little Nightmares. Spoiler alert, if you have not yet played this game and plan to, you might want to save this review for later since there are some spoilers in it. Visual style. The visual style made me think of dark anime. In particular, I was reminded of The Promised Neverland. The characters have an adorable chibi quality to them, while the environment and monsters that they interact with are grotesque. The world is dark with muted colors, the only exception being the bright yellow coat worn by your character. Music and sound effects. The music was brilliant. It does an excellent job at setting the tone for the game. The sound effects of the world also aided with this. There were always sounds of the dripping water and the whining of machines and the whisper of a wind that gave the sense of this place being haunted. Shifts in the intensity of music quickly alerted you to something coming before there was anything presented on the screen. Characters. You play through the game as a small person wearing a yellow coat. Based upon the name of one of the game's achievements, Six's Song, I assume that the name of this character is Six. We're never told anything about the character that we're playing. However, they appear to be a child. And based upon several of the areas that we explore, it's reasonable to assume this. There are areas that are clearly intended for the housing of children. The game never reveals the face of the main character, which avoids ever confirming or refuting the idea that this is a child. It also means that we are never entirely sure that this character is even human. Given the state of some of the other people that we see in this world, I have to wonder what's hiding under that yellow hood. In the end, I have come to believe that Six is the same kind of creature that the Dark Lady is, making Six a little girl. World or setting? We're not given much information about the setting that this story takes place in. There's no indication as to why we're on this strange boat in the first place, nor is there much indication that there is anywhere to go other than somewhere on this vessel. There is a second ship that we see briefly as we watch the diners boarding the ship that we're on. The only other location that we're shown is at the very end of the game. After you watch through the credits, you're shown six standing next to a door at the base of a tower or maybe a lighthouse that's on a small island. This suggests that she does leave the ship, but it does nothing to explain what state the rest of the world is in. Given the general state of filth and decay that we find the world around us, there is a general but vague suggestion that this world is run down and low on resources. It has a dystopian vibe right from the moment your character wakes up at the start of the game. There are plenty of hints that we are in a ship before this is revealed. There's all the water leaking into the place, and the rooms are constantly shifting back and forth in a rocking fashion. I found this puzzling until I was crawling out to the exterior of the ship, and then I was like, oh, of course. It was a splendid reveal. Story elements. The plot is left about as vague as the main character. There are more 
suggestions and gestures of a plot rather than actual story being drawn here. It seems that we're trying to escape the place that we have woken up to find ourselves in, and given what we're shown in the kitchens, it is reasonable to assume that the reason for escape is to avoid becoming dinner. This paints the vague outline of a story about a child who is trying to escape being eaten by these strange adult monsters. But I don't think that's what this story is really about. Rather, I feel this game is about the making of monsters. In the beginning, Six may have been a normal child, but she was clearly something very powerful by the end of it when she was wielding the shadows with deadly force after having devoured the Dark Lady. Novelty or Unique Qualities the style of the storytelling was rather unique and refreshing in this game, and I really feel that this is the most novel aspect to the game. In general, the story and plot of this game is left in the realm of vague suggestions and hints. There's are, are things all throughout the world for you to see that provide clues as to what might be going on, but there are no clear or precise answers provided. I rather enjoyed this style of storytelling. It can compelled me to dig deep into the world around me and to really explore every nook and cranny to try and uncover every possible secret and clue. This style also allows me to weave a narrative based upon the things that I have found. This means that the story can become as rich as I want to make it. The other interesting game choice was mixing the style of gameplay together. There is a bit of a platform game, some puzzling, and then there's a generous portion of hide-and-seek horror game frosted on top of those. This mix really kept the gameplay dynamic, interesting, and fun as you moved through different areas of the game. Switching between the different styles gave me a break from each, so I was ready for more when it cycled back into it again. I never felt that the puzzling was overdone or the hide-and-seek too intense because I was given really nice breaks between these elements. Level of challenge. The combination of platform jumping and monster evasion really creates a challenge. In general, the puzzles were not too bad. The clues provided usually made it clear what needed to be accomplished to get into the next area of the game. The platforming portion of the game did present me some challenges at times because I don't have the highest level of hand agility, but I wouldn't consider this the most difficult of platformers either. The chase scenes and the hide-and-seek scenes were very challenging. Given the need to move through multiple layers of the environment and to jump onto things all while avoiding being grabbed. User Interface I found the controls to be very easy to use. This game was much easier to play using a control than the keyboard and mouse. I found that I was able to remap the keyboard, but never found a way to remap the controller. I find that lack annoying. Otherwise, the interface had everything that I expected with the ability to adjust the sound and visual settings like in most games. Emotional Impact the general feeling provoked by this game was curiosity, but it was also good at getting the adrenaline going when I was being chased or had to sneak about while hoping not to attract the attentions of the monstrous adults. All that being said, there is one moment in the game that both surprised and upset me in the best possible way. 
As six hunger escalates, we reach a point where a gnome offers six a sausage to aid in her hunger. I completely expected to snag that sausage and then to give that helpful gnome a little thank you hug. When I grabbed onto the gnome instead, I was shocked and stunned. It was a brilliant story moment. One of the best surprises that a game has ever handed me. Two things make this scene really hit hard. The first is that there is an achievement to find all the gnomes and give each of them a hug. Even if you aren't aware of the achievement, you are likely interacting with the gnomes in this friendly fashion because they're cute and helping you throughout the game. The second reason that this is so powerful is because it wasn't just about shocking you. This scene also moves the ongoing story forward and was clearly foreshadowed by previous hunger scenes. There's no denying that this scene makes perfect sense for it to play out like it does once you've experienced the entire story. Yet that does nothing to keep it from being a gut punch. Replay value. The achievements offer some replay value to this game since it isn't likely that you will have gotten all of them on your first playthrough if you aren't using a guide. The hard to the core achievement is sure to require a lot of replays through the game in order for you to get good enough to play the entire game through without dying in a single time. So if you're one that likes to get achievements, it has those to offer. For me, there was the story. Going back through the game allowed me to look at the world in context of knowing how the story played out. This allowed me to see clues and hints that were placed throughout the world in a way I hadn't when I went through the game the first time. I feel the real replay value in this game is the same reason that people reread books, to revisit a really well-told story. Do I recommend it? Yes, I absolutely recommend this game. It was great fun to play through. If this isn't your style of play or you find that you're struggling to complete the game because of the platforming puzzles or hide and seek elements, which can all present various different challenges to your hands, go watch someone else play it just so that you can experience this amazing story. It is a wonderful world filled with interesting characters that weaves an intriguing tale. Very much worth spending your time with. I am looking forward to playing the DLC and the second game. Well, that's about it for my rambling today. Thanks for coming and spending some time with me. If you liked what you're listening to, click on that like button. It really does help. And until we talk again, you guys, be sure to take care of yourselves. Bye!